1: As Labor Day weekend approaches, we want to talk about unions and politics. You'll remember that the Supreme Court dealt a major blow to organized labor in June when it ruled 5-4 to that government workers who choose not to join unions may not be required to help pay for collective bargaining. That means that public sector unions across the nation could lose tens of millions of dollars and see their political clout and their organizing capability crippled. For comment, we turn to Lee Saunders. He's president of AFSCME, the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees, which represents 1.6 million members. Lee Saunders, welcome.
2: Thank you. Glad to be on the show.
1: Well, that Supreme Court ruling came in a lawsuit against AFSCME, your union. Remind us what that was about. Well,
2: it was brought by a state worker out of uh, the state of Illinois, who was opposed to paying fair share fees to the union for benefits that he derived from the union. Uh, What I mean by that is that uh, we have the obligation, the union has the obligation to represent members and non-members alike. Uh, So they are covered by the collective bargaining agreement. We have to represent them uh, in grievance proceedings, All of the benefits that are derived by negotiating that contract and being represented by a union, those benefits are also received by non-members who, before the Supreme Court case, were paying agency fees. Since the Supreme Court case, uh, the entire public sector across the country is now right to work, meaning that if you don't want to be a member, you don't have to pay an agency fee, yet you still receive the same level of benefits that union members receive. The recent Supreme Court decision overturned.
1: The basic question that Republicans are asking public employees, why should you pay for something, contract representation, that you can get for free? What's what's your answer?
2: Well, my answer is this, that the whole notion of exclusive representation where we represent members and non-members, we support the logic of exclusive representation. It's up to the union not only to continue to talk to our members and educate and organize and mobilize them, but we believe that it's up to us also to talk to the potential members and convince them that it's a good thing to become a part of the union because in in numbers you have strength, additional strength. We are organizing and mobilizing our members and potential members like never before. We have had close to one million individual one-on-one conversations with uh, our members and non-members across the country, listening to them, urging them to be a part of the union, to make it stronger. And uh, we're getting a very, very positive reaction. So one Supreme Court decision made by five men in black robes is not going to deter us, and uh, we're going to continue to do what we do best, and that's organizing workers.
1: Well, at the same time that we see this escalating Republican war on unions conducted mostly through the courts, but also in some state legislatures, the opinion polls, there's new opinion polls from Gallup and Pew that show the highest level of public support for unions in decades, around 60 percent. What do you make of that?
2: Well, I think that this is really a movement moment for the labor movement, for the progressive movement. Across the country, even with the attacks that we have been under for the past three, four, five years, uh, since 2016, we've organized 18,000 new members into our union. Uh, More and more people understand the value of labor unions. They understand that uh, labor unions represent uh, checks and balances against those who want more power and more wealth at the expense of working people and I believe that's why you have uh, folks coming together if you look around the country you have the women's marches making their voices heard you have the strikes the teacher strikes and some of the reddest of states in this country yeah. demanding better wages and benefits for themselves but also demanding quality public education for their students we had our own strike at local 3299 in the university of california Uh, demanding better wages and benefits for very low-paid workers. So people are willing to take collective action, and people are coming together, I believe, uh, like never before. This really is a movement moment, not just with the labor movement, but with our allies across the country.
1: And there's another big surprise. In Missouri, voters rejected a right-to-work law in a referendum in August. This was a law that would have hampered union organizing in the state. Two-thirds of the voters in Missouri voted in favor of unions. Do you know how that happened? Well, I think it happened. In
2: fact, I know it happened because, number one, we hit the streets. Uh, The labor movement in Missouri knocked on doors, talked with folks, talked about the fact that working people needed a level playing field, and right to work in that state was not a good idea, as it's not a good idea in any state. Now, don't confuse us, though, in, with the Supreme Court decision that was passed a couple of months ago, right to work in the public sector is still the law on the land, uh, Law of the land. Yeah. In Missouri, this was right to work covering p- private sector workers, okay? okay. And we were over to overturn, able to overturn that law because the legislature passed right to work, the governor signed it, but through organizing and mobilizing and educating communities throughout Missouri, they turned out. And they stopped right to work in the private sector in that state. That just shows you that people are willing to make their voices heard. They're willing to fight back. They see that uh, the the playing field is not level, and they want to do something about it.
1: Well, there's of course one uh, very big immediate uh, question about the Supreme Court's June decision. Democrats count on unions like asks me to play a central role in voter registration before election day and turn out the vote work on election day this means what you've been talking about door to door canvassing phone banking which are much more effective than tv ads in mobilizing people to vote. We, of course, have this election coming up on November 8th. My my question is whether the Supreme Court decision will affect AFSME's canvassing, phone banking, registration, and turnout efforts leading up to November 8th, which, of course, is what the Republicans are trying to accomplish.
2: We're We're going to be going all out, and we have targeted races all across the country especially at the state and local level Uh, although we understand that the congressional races are very very important what happens here in washington dc is is very important but we're going to have uh... i think a political program uh... that will be second to none and how we're doing that is sitting down talking with our members and potential members one-on-one listening to what they've got to say talking about the issues not talking about personalities But talking about the issues that impact on them every single day, whether it's health care, whether it's retirement security, whether it's the privatization of public services, whether it's the attack on Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid, those are the kinds of issues that we're talking with our folks about. They understand it, and they get it, and they understand that the only way that we can counter the attempts to take away those kinds of benefits is to hit the voting uh, the voting booths in uh, in November. So we're continuing to mobilize. We're continuing to knock on doors like we've uh, never done before. We're finding that uh, our communities are excited, they're engaged, they're angry, and they are going to make their voices heard.
1: Let me ask you a little bit more about the state level races. Mostly, we've focused here on. Elections to the House and the Senate, because, of course, people want to put some checks on Trump. I know that in some states, election for governor is a key for unions and for liberals, especially in the uh, Midwest. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about the gubernatorial elections.
2: Well, first of all, uh, gubernatorial elections are very important, not only because governors have the ability to push for change, negative change, as far as collective bargaining rights are concerned as far as attacking uh working families attacking uh workers all in those communities across the states uh, so gubernatorial elections and state legislative elections are very very important but also uh many governors control the redistricting process and we can never forget the importance of that so we've targeted states like Ohio and Michigan Wisconsin Minnesota Pennsylvania, Nevada, Florida. We're even looking at Georgia. We, we think we have a good chance there just to elect governors who are friendly and who believe in the kinds of issues that working families believe in. And we're going to do everything we can to get them elected.
1: Lee Saunders, he's president of AFSCME, the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees. Thank you, Lee, for talking with us today. Thanks for having me.